Live on SENSA, you're listening to Eagles Radio. Thanks to We Make a Difference. Save on your everyday living expenses. Tuesday night means Eagles Radio night, and we are back for another huge show tonight. we got some massive news that we just heard, and we're going to announce that very, very shortly. But uh, we are here simply because of We Make a Difference, helping members save up to 12% at hundreds of shops and restaurants. We Make a Difference. Don't forget them. Uh, my name's Paul Bonzer, and alongside me is the man himself... Let's go. Let's welcome everybody to Planet Pit and somewhat worldwide Wild music. Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> Mr. Worldwide, Rory Lehman, welcome back. That has got to be the worst entrance, but I love it. I know the people at home are thinking, what is going on? But I love it. Oh, mate. Yeah, how good is coming off a win? I know we'll get into the results, but everyone just feels a little bit happier. We're all up and about this week. up, we are. This is going to be a great show, Bonds. Okay. Uh, John Graham, past player with the Eagles, uh, is coming on the show. Um, really looking forward to chatting to John. And uh, Shane Chesty Reardon, our under-18s coach, the guru. The absolute guru. Has been single-handedly developing our under-18s for years and uh, we're starting to reap the benefits with a few young players coming through, which we're loving. Banned back by popular demand, uh, Mr. Worldwide's quiz. Rory's quiz is on later in the show as well. We can't get rid of it. It is actually, the text line will start lighting up any minute soon, <laughs> and I can't wait. Get your answers in. $50 voucher to the Eagles Function Centre for the winner of Rory's quiz. And you can be part of the show as well. one 736 736 That's the number to dial in and have a chat to us. Or you can text in, if you're a little shy, 0427-154-166. Do we do the big announcement now or do we go into the results? Uh, I don't think we can hold off, can we? No, I don't think we can hold off. I think we can announce it now, mate. We have just found out uh, live, two minutes before we came on air, that our captain, Joe Sinor, will captain South Australia on Friday night against the Waffle. How unbelievable is that? That, that, that is, is it, oh, it just it's just fantastic. It's it's a round of applause for Joey. We love him. He is playing some fair football as well, just quietly, and deserves every bit of being captain of South Australia. Just a story of hard work, determination. He played fifty odd games in the reserves before getting his league crack at Woodville. He persisted, uh, and then he went into the on ball, and he's won. Two or three best and fairest. He's now captain of our club, captain of the state side. It just proves that hard work, if you if you work hard enough, there's so many things are possible. And I know a lot of kids start playing reserves and get a bit disheartened, but he's proof of it. And so is Jack Hayes. Yes. Also played 50 games reserves. Yes. Goes on and plays AFL. There's definitely some good stories out there if you're just willing to put the work in. Well, the result. We knocked off the doggies on the weekend. Eagles, 10 goals, 767. Defeated Centrals, 6-7-43, 24-point win. Joey Sinor had a triple-double. Now, for those basketball fans, I don't know what a triple-double is, but basically it's double figures in, in three different areas. He had 21 disposals, 10 clearances, and 17 tackles. And absolute came up clutch with a last quarter goal. He's kicked two goals. Yes. Last quarter goal to put it out of doubt, put us up by, I think it was 18 points at that stage. So crucial, Joey. He came to play. He led from the front, and the boys followed him. And uh, well, one of the best games I've seen Joey play, he was he was outstanding. Like He's played some really good footy in his career, but that's as good as he's been, I think. Uh, and on the back of that, he's announced as state captain. Outstanding. Um, Dave uh, Brinker-Ritchie, 40 hit-outs and five clearances. 
For a big man to have five clearances, that is very impressive. And also didn't play the last half of the last quarter as well. So that could have been even more numbers. He's putting together a good season. He was growing. Uh, I'm loving David, to be honest. Love that our midfielder is getting first use. And just a little shout out to his family, especially Emma, his sister who listens into the show. Right. Uh, hopefully we put on a good show for her, um, just like he did for them when they came on the weekend. Outstanding. Adam DeLoyer, 18 disposals, five clearances, nine tackles. He is a bit of a tackling machine as well. Uh, the new haircut too, looked fantastic. I can't believe me and Joey and Adam DeLoyer have just had tw- what, 26 tackles between us. Unbelievable, <laughs> fellas. Really good stuff there. You, and, did, uh, you did actually have a tackle on the weekend too, didn't you? The stats say I didn't, but I definitely <laughs> did. It's like when Tump got called out about that South game. We definitely had t- tackles, Benny. Uh, reserves had a uh, went down to Centrals by five points. It was a good game. 10-10-70 to 10-15-75. Harry Dawkins, 23 disposals. Blake Hansen, 22 disposals. We keep mentioning these guys, and they're just pushing for a league selection, so it can't be too far away, but a bit unlucky, the, the Magoos. Yeah, they uh, they were trailed all day, down by a little bit. I think it was six goals at one point. Got in front in the last quarter, and then... Just got pimped by centrals. So sometimes just working hard enough to get the lead um, and then you almost let it go because you relax and you've put all that hard work in. But yeah, as you said, the same players every week are putting their hand up, which is good. You're putting pressure on those um, the players that we've got in the league side. We love a bit of healthy competition and those boys in Dawkins and Hanson, they really are. They've really proven it. The uh, only couple of games to go for the girls and uh, they went down to central. Central was a really good side. It was a uh, high scoring contest as well. 7 4 46 to 10 5 65. They lost by 17 points. Sinead Goody was good again. 19 disposals, four clearances. Poppy Waterford, I really liked her game. I watched a fair bit of this game as well. 15 disposals, 12 tackles from Poppy. That is just incredible. 12 tackles. And in a high scoring game, you're right, it was a bit of a slingshot, which is sometimes rare in the, the female footy. Um, but it was, yeah, it was great to watch. And how good is Goody? Oh, I can't get enough of it. I'm. Just soaking it up while we can before she leaves for AFL. I think it's not that far away. I think everyone knows that. She is a, she's going to be a very, very good player at the next level as well. Under-18s had a win at 10-9-69 over Centrals. Uh, 8-6-54, 15-point win. Archer Charles had a bit of a day out. 29 disposals, three clearances, seven tackles and a goal. Brady Mayer, 24 disposals. And we are speaking to their coach later in the show. Yeah, hopefully we can get some uh, intel on how these boys are tracking and how they're going to be looking to the future. Maybe could be a teammate come preseason. 16s went down to a very strong Centrals lineup by, oh, I don't know, about 10 goals-ish. Uh, but we won't mention, we'll just gloss over that. Uh, Jevin Filippo, 35 disposals, five clearances and a goal. Jeez, he's popping his hand up again, as you said. Similar names, but Filippo's got a little bit of advantage. His brother's just been taken, so hopefully he can keep performing. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's a what a what a, I guess family of footballers, absolute talent. Just and here's incredible. my brothers, bloody tradesmen. What's happened in our family? <laughs> 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 Nothing wrong with tradesmen. Sorry. All right, let's get to the uh, highlights of the week. Thanks to Isoblocks, the science of protection. It's a goal from Kaylee May. Strikes it pretty nicely, though. It's going to fall short. Getting to the front was Blanded. Snap around the body by May. It's a goal. Kaylee May, in just her second game, kicks her first goal in footy. Opportunist goal. She roved it beautifully. 
Kaylee May, sorry, <laughs> push the wrong button then. Ross, just a human error. I won't blame the equipment. It's just human error. Uh, Kaylee May, she wins the highlight of the week thanks to Isoblocks, the science of protection. Um, nice uh, bit of commentary there too for Kaylee. Well done. Um, top sport sacrificial act of the week goes to Adam Deloyer. He had a massive smother uh, late in the game, threw himself on the boot, and uh, he wins the saf- sacrificial act. We don't have... Um, we don't have the audio for that, but we do have the audio of your smother. It's, I don't it, know. I, there I, is I, no audio, isn't it? <laughs> no, there is. There is. Here it is. That was unbelievable, Rory. Well done. How could I forget that? That was last week, actually. I remember it now. Thanks. Thanks for that. Uh, the sacrificial act of the week, thanks to Top Sport. What are you really gambling with? For confidential support, visit gamblinghelpline.org.au. Uh, if you missed it, Rory's loving this. If you missed the start of the show, we have just announced that the state captain of South Australia on Friday night is your captain, Joe Sinor. Congratulations, Joey. An outstanding effort. Uh, we are here for We Make a Difference, helping members save up to 12% at hundreds of shops and restaurants. Visit wemakeadifference.com or download the Eagles Rewards app and you can save money, money, money. Coming up in the show, former player John Graham. Live on SENSA, you're listening to Eagles Radio. Thanks to We Make a Difference. Save on your everyday living expenses. Second quarter on Eagles Radio, Paul Bonzer and Rory Lehman with you. Thanks to We Make a Difference, helping members save up to 12% at hundreds of shops and restaurants. And if you missed the news, Joe Sinor is captain of the state side. How good. It's unbelievable. It's great. Our next guest is brought to us by Incredible Smiles. Show off your game day smile with Incredible Smiles. Welcome to Eagles Radio, John Graham. G'day, mate. How are you? Uh, very well, and we appreciate your time, and it's great to have you on, on the show. Uh, we're going to go back in time a little bit and uh, talk about your past, uh, I guess, games with the with the Eagles. Now, you were captain of West Torrens in 1971. You played 203 games with the Eagles between 1961 and 74. Um, what are your memories and about when you started at the club? I go back a little bit, uh, Paul, in it, Paul? Yes. Now, I go back a little bit to uh, when I first arrived in 59, I guess, at, at Debenham from a under-14 player from Brompton to uh, to play in the under-17s. And uh, having gone to a club that uh, I hadn't followed before that, I in 58, I'd won a district medal and uh, for West Torrens under-14 uh, competition and... Uh, Bob Hank, uh, I was introduced to Bob Hank at half time, and he said to me, and who do you barrack for, son? Uh, and I said, oh, Port Adelaide, because Brompton was black and white, and Christian Brothers Ovingham was black and white, St. Lawrence's. And he said, well, you'll never play for them. Well, when I went home that afternoon with my mum, I got rid of everything that was black and white, put it in the bin, and my awesome. mum and dad said to me, 
what are you doing? I said, I'm going to play for West Torrens. Bob Hanks said, I can play for only one team. It's West Torrens. So oh, I became the Torrens, Torrens uh, uh, person from that day on. But uh, I I played 17s and 19s with Torrens and 59, 60. 61, I started the journey between under-19s, reserves and league footy. So I was lucky, very lucky. We are very thankful that Bob Hanks said that about you, John, because we're grateful at the Eagles to have had you for the 203 league games that you did play. And what did you do away from the club? Because we understand Sample even now, but especially back then, wasn't a full-time gig. What did you do outside of football? Well, I was employed. I went from I did an apprenticeship at Horwood Bags with Mile End as a fitter and turner toolmaker. And uh, I can remember... Um, doing my apprenticeship and earning five pounds, five shillings and thruppence, then riding my bike in 61 over Thevin and Oval and getting 20, 20 pounds. So it was uh, simply amazing. But uh, I, uh, as I say, I, I did an apprenticeship. And then when I left my apprenticeship, I spent four years in the trade. I did go to North Melbourne in 64 uh, as a recruit under Alan Killigrew. And in those days, Torrens and North Melbourne wouldn't negotiate the transfer and I came back in May in 64 and uh, I uh, never left Torrance from that moment. I would never have left Torrance any rate for any other team other than uh, uh, an interstate side, I guess. Yeah. Do you have a regret that the VFL didn't work out for you with North, North Melbourne? Well, not really. I, I guess that I'm just grateful that I think that all my dreams and my aspirations were fulfilled at West Torrens. And uh, when you think that I played amongst an environment that in 1960 to 64, West Torrens were like one of five teams. It was Port, Torrens, Nord, uh, uh, um, West Adelaide and North Adelaide. They were the dominant sides. You know, and, uh, and we averaged uh, seven and over 15,000 people per weekend. And, and when, you, when you play with people like Lindsay Head, Free Bills, Glenn Pill, Bob Schumann, etc. Like I was playing amongst people that were my idols when I was a kid, so that's how lucky I was. That's incredible. I would love to play in, in front of fifteen thousand people weekly uh, against some of those powerhouse sides. It would be unbelievable. So tell us, John, uh, what were some of the positions you played? What was your main position, and how would you describe well, yourself as a player? Well, I think Gonzi called me. Uh, in, uh, in in real terms, a person who was determined that uh, he was not going to be prepared. I was prepared to pay the price. No matter what the ball was and where it was, I was prepared to have a go at it. And uh, I love my team and I love the colours. I get very excited when I think that uh, that West Torrens now, uh, the Woods of West Torrens, are a dominant club in the sample. But in my day, it was a person's like Ozzy O'Grady who actually went out and recruited people like uh, Neil Hawke and Jeff Kingston, uh, Bob Shearman, Dick Reynolds. Now, how lucky was a person to be coached by Dick Reynolds? That's how lucky I was. So, well, yeah, the, the, yeah there's so, so many good players from that era. Era, uh, Bob Hank and Lindsay Head. Lindsay Head, that he just oozes, oozes West Torrance, and and he is the name that always comes up when you talk about great players. From that era, it's Lindsay Head, it's Barry Robran. Um, what what are your recollection, recollections of Lindsay as a player? Like, How good was he compared to the rest of the guys in the team? Well, you said a moment ago about where I played. I played mainly, I guess, half-back and centre-half-back. 
I think my ego drove me to be a centre back, but really in my size, uh, I was a half back flanker. But I wanted to play key player in the middle, and I played full back. My first games were uh, on a wing, but my first game in senior football was against West Adelaide at Kensington Oval. And uh, as a, as a seventeen year old, I saw a man called Ronnie Benton, and uh, it was an experience that I will never forget because. At half time, we came in and we were leading by about three goals. And uh, everyone thought, oh, this young kid can play. He looks all right. And sitting on the floor of the grandstand at Kensington Oval, which is a great picturesque location to play footy and a neutral ground. And uh, went out in the second half and uh, lined up against Benton, who then a trainer gave a safety pin, one of those large safety pins, which he uh, placed in the back of my backside. And I never went near him in the second half. So that was, I went from being a rooster. I went from being a rooster to a feather duster that afternoon. And, uh, but I made a vow after that that I'd never, ever, ever be uh, uh, challenged that way again. Wow. That is unbelievable. I'm very glad that they don't bring out safety pins in this day and age. Um, well, that was, that was an old Jack Odie trick, apparently. He used to carry it in his sock when he played for Norwood. But he brought it to West Adelaide when he coached, and when he left there, it's, uh, he left the, <laughs> the opportunity with a person like Ronnie. But Ronnie Benton won a McGarry Middle in '57, but I would never have expected that. But there comes a time when you play him again and you get even. So, and that's what I did. Did you Did you bring a safety pin out, John? <laughs> no, I did, but I, I resolved the issue in another uh, matter, so to speak. I love that. Take yeah. it into your own hands. Was Do you reckon exactly. Benton was the hardest opponent that you've had? No, no, no. He was given that challenge. The player I've ever played against uh, was a bloke called Barry Robin and Ben Fitzgerald. Johnny, you're just breaking up a little bit. Can you move to, uh, move to the left of Fraction? And you, you mentioned mm-hmm. the name Barry Robin then. It's Barry Robin and Ben Fitzgerald. Can you hear me? Yes, Ed we got you now, mate. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Len Fitzgerald, I was 16 years of age when I stood Len Fitzgerald at only Oval. And he said to me, play the ball, son, I'll look after you. I never felt more comfortable in my whole life. Yeah, he was that sort of player. But the best player I've ever, ever played against was Barry Robin. And I used to be told on Monday night by the coach, you got Robin this week. And I'd say, why can't you tell me Thursday night and then I can have three or four nights sleep? But Robin was such a good player. Uh, he was the best player I've ever played against and seen, other than Lindsay Head, who I had the best seat in the house every week for 10 years at centre-half back or half-back to see this man mesmerise people with the ball. It was just outstanding. We're speaking with past player, 203 games with the Eagles, John Graham. John, what about comparing errors? I know that's a hard thing to do. But how do you compare footy back then to footy now? Do you like both both brands of footy, or do you like the old school better than the new school? I I have a mixed feeling there, Paul. I I, I look at footy this day and think that it's so sanitised, and I think that's wonderful because I think uh, in my day it was thing called organised violence. There was drama in every standing of the game when there was competition, player against player. It was really physical and demanding. Today, it's more of a running game, and I can watch it, but I still miss the outstanding 
marks and skills of the players of yesteryear, but today's hand and foot, like I watched the Crows at the weekend, and I think, gee whiz, you see some of the outstanding young players today. But then again, they've got seven days a week that they train. We only train three or four or five days a week uh, in there, although going back to 1960, probably Torrance were the first team through Dick Reynolds that introduced summer training, and we would go down to Tennyson and run between the Sand Hills down to Grange to Henley Beach and back again. And we had gym work, we had all sorts of things. And that's how footy started then. And then Johnny Burt improved on that in the 68, 9 and 70 period. So, yeah. So we have Dick Pretty Reynolds to blame for pre-seasons. <laughs> Thanks very much. Uh, uh, he, was a, he was a wonderful admin, a, a coach. No, I can imagine he would have been. It would have been pretty special uh, being coached by him, as you said earlier. Uh, is there anything of your football career that sticks out the most? Is either your proudest moment or just a memory that you'd love to share? Well, I'd like to have played in the premiership side. I played in six finals games for Torrens, never played in the winning side. In 63, we were two games clear of the minor round and went out in straight sets. I broke an ankle in the second semi-final in the first 10 minutes. And I didn't know about that until about 20 years later when I had an operation on my ankle that I'd had a broken ankle. But that's an experience I had. If I had a moment of uh, personal satisfaction, it was I retired at the end of 1970 because I thought I'd had enough after Johnny Burt took the job for Essendon. And I thought, well, he was an excellent coach. He was a miniature Dick Reynolds in many, many ways. And in 70... I took over the junior coach for North uh, Northeastern area for West Torrance. We had Modbury, Tree Gully, Hope Valley, right through to Parry Hills, out to Burwood. And I was the junior coach. I had 53 junior teams of schools and clubs that I looked after. And I did that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And I was in fairly good shape. And I went one night in 1971, around about January, to seven over for a meeting and I ran into Alan Greer, which is a new coach for Torrens, and he said to me, what are you doing? I said, oh, I'm just looking after the kids out there in the Eastern Zone. And because I, I'd recruited people eventually like Bruce Lindsay, etc., Ian Hanna. And uh, I, uh, he said to me, well, I'd like you to think about coming back and playing footy. And I said, well, I hadn't thought about it. But he said, think about it. He said, I'll put you on the wing. Well, that was unbelievable to think that I'd become a wingman again. He said, I can't give you Glenn, uh, can't give you a centre back because Glenn Peel's got that. Well, within three or four games, Paul, I'm on the half back line and we were playing Sturt at seven and oval. And for some reason or other, uh, at half time, we came in. And it happened to be there was Dick Reynolds who came down from Queensland, the Gold Coast, with Keith White, who were very important administrators for Torrens and a coach, on a holiday. And they said to me at half time, uh, Dick had come in and he said, you know, he said, why do you do that? Apparently I might have done something to Peter Yo, who happened to be one of my favourite people I played against because he was a uh, he was a, sort of a soft player, but a very good player, by the way, very good player. And uh, I might have done something that I shouldn't have done, but he said, you don't have to do that. He said, go and get the ball because it's yours because they're frightened of you. You know, that time conversation with Dick Reynolds got me at the end of the year. Football of the year from Channel 7 and still Ford. Uh, 16 electric shavers from Flinders Trading. 
a TV, uh, five Seiko watches, and four cutlery sets. I, 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 I couldn't believe it. And all I did was go out on the Saturday afternoon between 2.10 and 4.45 and have fun. I loved the game. I loved the club. I loved the env- environment. I couldn't wait for Saturday because on Saturday afternoon, it was just fantastic fun playing and competing against people. That's you can, what I did. You can, I still it. Hear it. you can still hear it in your voice, John, and we appreciate having you here. And speaking of fun, I just wanted, before we let you go, I just wanted to touch on this last thing is that uh, there is the gathering of old Eagles, which is basically oh. old West Torrens players uh, get together at, um, normally at Westlake's Golf Club. I've seen uh, photos on social media of all the past players and officials, and you're a bit of a driving force behind that. How often do you meet, and how important is that to keep going, you think? A little story here, if I could have a moment. I got involved because I got tired of going to hospitals and to funerals, etc., of people that I played with and I loved. Like in football, you love people and that you play with, and uh, Brian Mulvihills and the Chris Butlers. And I thought, mate, I've got to get these while they're alive. So what I did, I sat down one day, gathered a few people around me, and they become such an important part of driving what we call the Gathering of Old Eagles. We meet three times a year. We meet at Oval Avenue, Woodville, which is our home environment now. We'd started off in a little cafe on Henley Beach Road, Torrensville. We went to the Hilton at Mile End. We went to the Westlakes Golf Club, and now we're at the Oval Avenue, which is our home. Right. And we outgrew all those places. We've got everyone that I think that if you've played one game in under-17s or under-19s and you wore the Eagle jumper, you're part of our family. And that's why we are today. We meet three times a year, June the 26th coming up. We have guest speakers. We have, we have sponsors and God knows what now. But it's a, an environment that people come along because they love remembering what we thought we used to be. <laughs> and, and maybe a bit better than what you used to be as well, Johnny. Hey, look, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate your time. Uh, it's been a fabulous chat. And, um, look, we can't thank you enough. Thanks, John. It's been my pleasure. Thank you for allowing me to be part of it. Thank you. Thanks very much, John. John Graham, uh, one of the past players, 203 league games uh, for West Torrens. He captained the club as well. Um, what a great chat, Rory. I absolutely loved it. Yeah, I, yeah, just hearing the old stories, the passion, the memory that he had, such vivid memory of the players, yeah. even the stories of, uh, imagine being coached by Dick Reynolds. Like yeah. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, it is. Um, and he was brought to us by Incredible Smiles. Get your game day smile Ready with a custom-made mouth guard. Check incrediblesmiles.com.au. Um, oh, that, that was just great. I could, we could have chatted to Johnny for ages and ages, but we've got Shane Reardon coming up on the show. This is Eagles Radio. Live on SENSA, you're listening to Eagles Radio. Thanks to We Make a Difference. Save on your everyday living expenses. We're into the third quarter on Eagles Radio. Paul Bonds or Rory Lehman with you. Thanks to We Make a Difference, helping members save up to 12% at hundreds in shops and restaurants. And if you just join us, you've just missed our chat with John Graham, past player of the club. Um, if you missed that, you can listen on the podcast. Just search for Eagles Radio wherever you get your podcasts. 
Uh, great chat, wasn't it, Rules? Yeah, it's a fantastic chat, and I highly recommend anyone who did miss it go back and listen on the podcast. Our next guest is brought to us by Good Life Health Clubs. Achieve your fitness goals at Good Life Health Clubs. It's the under-18s coach, Shane Reardon. Now, Chesty, uh, we couldn't really find a song for you, but we thought, who's got the biggest chest apart from Chesty? And that's Dolly. So, uh, welcome to Eagles Radio, mate. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I was going to work out the connection. <laughs> There's always a connection, a one, Chesty. Huh? Uh, now, mate, how, uh, how long have you been involved with the club now? <laughs> well, I've had a few stints, I guess, but... Um, I've been coaching the under-18s since 2015, so it's my ninth season. But, yeah, of course, prior to that was helping Ron and helping Mark Micken and helping Paul Hamilton and also coached the under-19s back in 1997. So that's uh, many years. <laughs> that is a major commitment back from 1997. Did you play yourself before that, Chesty? Yeah, I played at Woodville um, in the 80s and... Um, well, I had a three coach actually, Barry Goodingham and Rod Olsen and then Malcolm Blight. And Malcolm Blight was my coach throughout four seasons. So seven seasons of uh, average footy, you played 49 games. And yep, that was, that was my career. That's a great career, if you ask me. I'm, I'm still a long way off 49 <laughs> games, mate. And you're being coached by Malcolm Blight. I'd take that any day. So uh, just talk to us about the under-18s. What's it like being their coach and also feeding the players into the league system? Like how close do you work with Sheeds and the boys and also how much freedom do you have in terms of game plan and development of these players? Um, so firstly, it's really rewarding. Like I love doing what I'm doing. You see, you know, over the years, boys go on and, you know, play league footy and also go into the AFL as well. So, you know, to have um, um, some part and, you know, be involved with them as they're developing their footy and, and watching them go on and achieve such great things is, is really rewarding. So... That's the first thing, and, and just you know, being with the, the young fellows as the, they're they're great listeners and learners, and um, and you know, helping them through the range of experiences that you have at um, at 17 and 18 at, on the footy field. So that's always really rewarding. Um, so Sheeds, we try and mirror pretty much what's uh, happening with the seniors. So we think that's important that they come up into the senior program that they understand the terminology and. the sort of game style. There's a few limitations on on us in that we play um, anti-density rule in particular, so we can't play full ground presses and we don't do tags and we don't do run with and we don't have extras beyond the ball or anything like that. We we play, um, you know, one-on-one footy and, uh, and that's part of the conditions under which the under-18s uh, are played from... It's encouraged the development of players to win their own ball and to, you know, to work out how to defend one-on-one and how to win their footy one-on-one as well. Under-18's comp is uh, a pretty tight competition this year. Uh, second on the ladder, and um, the top four teams all have five wins. Uh, how do you see the competition this year? Yeah, no, it is really tight. Yeah, there's not uh, much be- between the teams. I mean, the competition under-18's also goes through different phases. So the first six rounds was, um, you know, everyone's available. Then the college season sort of started in round seven, and uh, now the state program as well. So there's players being taken out of the, the, the all the, the teams to play college footy and also play state footy. Uh, but that's not a bad thing because it gives opportunities for, for others. We've got 50 on our list and we've played 40 players already. 
just in the eight games and, and the other teams uh, that would have played even more than that because of uh, Sturt and Nord and uh, and the Glenelga are probably more heavily impacted by college programs than what we are. But uh, I think we played Sturt a couple of weeks ago and they, they made 14 or 15 changes from the week before because it was the first week of the college system. Is it 40 players within eight games is incredible. That's great development from the club as well. Uh, we always go through the results and we see the same couple of names every week, it seems. So I just want to go through a couple of the players such as Brody Mayer and Tyler Welsh. Like, tell us how they're developing and a little bit more of them and any other names that pop to mind from you. Yeah, well, Tyler um, hasn't... It was he's played his first game on the weekend. Um, he only played 60% game time because we wanted to manage him. He had a bit of a stress issue with his back um, after training with the seniors. So he was excellent. His hands were terrific and he kicked two goal three. And uh, so he, his footy's um, back now and he, he's on track. And yeah, Brody has been playing some really good, uh, really good footy. He's a really good contested player. He's got great speed and he knows what he's doing up forward as well. So he's been terrific in our, in our midfield. So we've got a few boys in the state squad, um, state under 18. So um, Pat Weckett, who's played some senior footy, of course, with, with himself, and um, Cal Farrell, who's played a reasonable number of reserves games as well, and Pat Tool, uh, they're under 18s that are in the uh, state squad, and they they play a trial on Sunday against the New South Wales Academy, and they played really well, along with um, bottom ages who are also in the state squad, Tom Luck and Ruck and Cade Herbert, um, Rowan Burgoyne as well. All under seventeens and in the under eighteen stage, and they all played on Sunday, and all played uh, played really well. So that was great. And Tyler's Tyler Welsh is in the state squad as well. Um, he obviously played with us. He didn't play in the state trial, but uh, yeah. So we've got some good representation and yeah, some good uh, good talent coming through. Just keep pumping them out, Chesty, every year. <laughs> what about your role at the club this year? Uh, with involved with the seniors, has that changed at all from previous seasons? A bit of an upgrade there. Uh, yeah, I'm doing more. I do a couple of things with the Chiefs. I do the opposition analysis um, for him. So I look at the last three games of uh, whoever we're playing from a stats point of view and look at their last game from a vision point of view and go through with Sheeds the edits. You're just looking for patterns and trends and things like that. And Sheeds then uses that as information for the coaches and for himself and, uh, and also passes some on to the players. I chair the selection committee, the match committee, senior match committee as well um, and also do some coach development uh, across the club as well so it's just uh, there's about 30 coaches involved with the women's program the men's program and the juniors program across all the senior coaches and head coaches and assistant coaches and line coaches and strength and conditioning so um, so yeah it's a good good group to we had a get together last week actually where we uh, focused on a few things like communication and the like so yeah it's quite a variety of things I do, but they're all, all really enjoyable. Well, Chessie, we uh, are very privileged to have you at our club and um, we thank you for coming on Eagles Radio and uh, we'll send you off with a bit, bit of Dolly. Thanks, uh, Shane. Appreciate Thanks, Shane. it. Chessie. All right. Thanks, Dolly. Thanks, Dolly. See you. Well, Shane Reardon there, um, a coach of the under-18s and he has wears many hats at the club, doesn't he, Rory? Uh, before we go to our three-quarter time break and come back for Rory's quiz. Just want to mention something. Uh, The Hotel Royal, who is a sponsor of the club, uh, they have a back pocket bar, and today they unveiled their wall of fame of back pocket players there, and uh, the photos look magnificent. And one of those back pocket players is Robert Enright, uh, God rest his soul, uh, who was a great player with the Eagles. So if you've got a bit of time... 
get along to the Hotel Royal, to the Back Pocket Bar, and uh, Bobby Enright up there on the wall. Seems like my kind of corner in a bar, mate, a back pocket. That's where we do our best work. <laughs> That's it. Uh, maybe you could get on there one day. You never know, Royce. One day. We can only aspire to that. Good Life Health Clubs, good for tightening the belt, good for life. Start your five-day free trial today. Visit goodlife.com.au. After the break, Rory's Quiz. Live on SENSA, you're listening to Eagles Radio. Thanks to We Make a Difference. Save on your everyday living expenses. Into the last quarter, we're kicking with the wind. And we've got a 10-goal lead. We're flying tonight, Roars. Paul Bonds and Rory Lehman with you on Eagles Radio for We Make a Difference, helping members save up to 12%. Hundreds of shops and restaurants. Visit wemakeadifference.com.au. Now, thanks to Print Wrap Pack. Customise your bottles and cans. It's time for Rory's Quiz. Go for it, Roars. Here we go. Rory's Quiz is not only back for another week, but popular demand text line, I've told you before, lighting up. So the question tonight was how many Eagles coaches have led the state team since 1991? The answer... Oh, give oh, hang on, I can do the drum roll. Was three. So we had Neil Baum in 1992, Mickey Gooden in 2012-13. Oh, Godden, sorry. <laughs> Jesus, I've got a spelling mistake here on my shit. <laughs> Gordon, 2012, 13, 14. I was with him on the weekend too. You'd think I'm better than that. And Sheeds on the 2021 and 22, obviously. The three coaches total. The winner was Paul Hower. He uh, takes home the $50 voucher for the Eagles Function Centre. Unbelievable stuff. Not sure we'll be back for Eagles quiz, uh, Rory's quiz after that. <laughs> no, no, no. Good work. Good work. That was good. We're, we're running out of time, so we've got to be quick. Uh, thanks to... Print Wrap Pack, customise your bottles and cans for any occasion or you even even sell them at your sports club. Search for them on Facebook or Instagram. Now it's time for some club news thanks to Big Screen Video bringing spaces to life. We have to mention this uh, great, uh, our, our charity partner, the Hospital Research Foundation. They're having their giving day on June 1. They did this last year. It was fantastic. So basically on June 1, uh, between 9am and 9pm, 12 hours, every donation that you give on that day is doubled. So that's the day to do it. June 1, Hospital Research Foundation. You'll hear more about it as we get closer to that date. Uh, but uh, make sure you get involved and give as much as you can. They're a great charity. Uh, they fight cures and improved care for more than 50 areas of research and patient care right across South Australia. Uh, it spans um, from pre-birth to end of life and all the devastating diseases in between. Uh, they are an amazing organisation, and the, and the club loves being part with uh, partnered with them. I should say. So giving day June the first, anything you give is doubled. Roars. It's incredible. Absolutely, get involved. Making sure that you are donating on June first, uh, and making sure that it's doubled. Um, Friday, June nine. It's the Ebert Eagles Corporate Connect Business Lunch. Guest speakers: Port CEO Matthew Richardson. Netball SA and Thunderbird CEO Bronwyn Cly and head coach of the Storm, who's just re-signed again for another contract, Craig Bellamy. He's there for another two years, Craig Bellamy. So hopefully two flags for the Melbourne boys. I am still Melbourne Storm at heart there. So uh, the SEN team just got themselves a table too, so making sure that you are getting all your tickets. 
Yes, and the redevelopment of the Barry Jarman stand is still under construction. Still. You can own a brick. <laughs> $250 gets your name on a brick outside the Barry Jarman stand. It's there for life. It helps support the club and helps uh, redevelop uh, the club. That's a good, That should be done sometime between... Now and 2040. 2040, we're hoping. I'm hoping I'm still running around there at that stage too. <laughs> and this Sunday is Super Sunday. $50 gets you into the club, a drinks package, and you go into the draw for 1000 bucks. How good is that? It's just simple math. 50 Fi- in, 1000 out. You take that any day of the week. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Why not? And what, are you, what else are you do on Sunday? There's no footy on this weekend, apart from the state game on Friday. Absolutely nothing. To be honest, I'll probably be bored watching my ninth game of AFL. <laughs> Sitting there going, this is why I don't like buy rounds. <laughs> um, got a bit of a break between our next home game. Uh, it's not till the 1st of July. Are we not versing West Adelaide at home? No. Oh, this is news to me. So our next game is at Hisense. We've got the state game in between. And we've got a few away games apart from that. We play one home game at Adelaide Oval against Adelaide. Oh, okay. That's a, curtain that's right. I'll so take that. Yeah, I'll take Adelaide that. Oval. That's all right. No, jeez, um, I thought... Yeah, for we were at home against Westie. Lucky I didn't turn up there with the blue shorts. <laughs> <laughs> All of our club news is brought to us by Big Screen Video Specialists in indoor and outdoor LED screens and signage. As we mentioned at the top of the show, Joe Sinor has been named captain of our state. How good's that, Rory? He's not only my leader, but he's now everyone's leader. How good is that? He's uh, the Messiah, Joey Sinor. Just it's lead us to victory, mate. Lead South Australia to victory, Sinor. Ten past three um, this Friday. It'll be on SENSA, so you'll be hard able to hear the call. Myself and Mark Ross are calling it, and uh, I'll be talking up Joey and Connor. I'm sure he'll be there. Mitchie Hardy. Mitchie Hardy. He's got to get a game. Uh, the, it'll be announced I think tomorrow, the McGarry I think. favourite yeah. should be getting a game, and then also Jimmy Rowe, of course. Hey, it's been fun. It's been good. It's Thanks been for delight. listening. us. See you next Tuesday.